Hello, this is Collective Noun. For a high-quality program, press 1. You have pressed 2. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Yes, Zach, this is a big show. There's a lot riding on our shoulders tonight. Uh, It is a Wednesday night. We play Where Did You Come From on Wednesday night where we ask people three questions, have to guess where they've been, and it's been a while between drinks for us here on this show. Yeah, um... (laughs) We haven't guessed one in, what, months now? Uh, 12th of April. 12th of right. April was our last win. And We're basically like the New South Wales origin team. <laughs> haven't had a win for a long time. Yes. But they had a win tonight, Dom. This is what and I'm thinking. And maybe we will as well. We have been really bad for a long period of time, just like they were. Maybe just like them, tonight we come good. Because yep. here's what I'm thinking, right? We've got an hour left of the month of May. This is the last hour of May. We haven't got one point in this game in the month of May. This is our last chance before we hit June. And then the whole month's a write-off. And how are we going to justify that at the AGM? Is that how we... Do we do it month by month? Yeah, we go month by month. Sorry, I haven't been reading the report. <laughs> haven't you seen the scoreboards I no. said that? Yeah, we go month yeah. by month. We have to justify each month at the AGM. Are those, those PowerPoints you keep forwarding to me? Yeah, so you know. No, what? I don't read those. Do, are you reading the spreadsheets? No, Any of them? Geez. Oh, gosh. All my work's going to waste on this show. You know Seriously. what? I reckon instead of uh, doing up spreadsheets and PowerPoints, <laughs> yep. we should think up some new ideas for the show. <laughs> Maybe that would be time better spent. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. This is Dom's Google history. Dom, I think you can learn a lot by what people search on the internet. That's Mm. why each week you hand your phone over to me. I go through your Google history, pick my three favourite weird and wonderful (laughs) Google searches, and you have to explain to the country why you Googled what you Googled. Okay, what what have I done this week? The first one was at Monday at 4.47am. How much Turkish delight should I eat? <laughs> okay, so I found a place, right, that does... So I'm, I'm not a fan of the chocolate-covered Turkish delight. That's not bad. It's not my, it's not my go-to, <laughs> though. I like just the... It comes in, like, the white box. It's the rose-flavoured ones. It's got the ice and sugar dusting on the outside. Mm-hmm. And I found a place that had it on special. So I bought, like, six boxes? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> It was like, you know, they were they were like half price. So I bought six boxes because I knew they weren't going to last long. And I thought... Well, I'd... What do you mean they're not going to last long? Uh, I... In your presence? <laughs> or or the sale? No, at, at the shop. That's not yeah, going right, to last long. Okay. So I thought, you know, I'll buy you six up. now. I'll stock up now. And I'll ration them out over the coming months. They last for a long time. I've heard of people stocking up on, like, essentials. So, like, when people <laughs> buy toilet paper, they're like, well, I'm going to have to buy this all the time. So I'll buy heaps of it. I've never heard of someone referring to Turkish Delight as an essential. <laughs> Well, it's a fair point, right? So, look, I bought these, uh, what, five days ago now? Five, six days ago? A bit longer? I bought them, and I had them sitting there uh, thinking, this will last me until December. I've got my Turkish to livestock for the rest of the year. I can confirm right now they're all gone. You ate six boxes six, in a week. Six boxes gone within a week. So that's a, a box a day. Uh, yeah, I guess it is. Well, I mean, no, they were gone within three days, to be honest. <laughs> And have you checked what the recommended daily intake of Turkish Delight is? I don't want to look. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I, I really just don't want to know. The next thing you Googled on Friday at 4.49am. Is the sun really that hot? <laughs> yeah. Pretty hot. <laughs> no, what I... Okay, what I remember that, I'm reading a book at the moment, a novel about a guy who's in space, right? And he's talking at this stage of the, the novel yeah. about how he's going near the sun and how even looking at it from that distance, you know, can... can... Well, you're reading a novel where someone's flying into the sun. No, flying near... They're in space and they're going near the sun, right? They're going to Mars. 
that Mars is away from the sun. <laughs> the sun's mentioned at some stage of his space journey. That's all I know. Um, but anyway, so so at this stage of the book, he was talking, he was narrating about how the sun was, you know, dangerous to even look at. If you got too close to it, the whole ship could burn up. And I was like, I mean, I know we say the sun's hot, mm. but like, is it like how hot is it really? Do you really know what I mean? Hot. Well, no, that's that's true. In <laughs> fact, it's actually so hot it's cold. Did you know that? Right. Scientifically. What does that mean? I don't. I didn't read past the first line. No, well, I wouldn't mention it then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, no. Turns out it's a. Uh, it's it's pretty full on the sun. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. everyone. <laughs> Breaking news, everyone. <laughs> the sun is pretty full on. The last thing you googled, Dom. Thursday, nine thirty-three p.m. How can there be so much milk? <laughs> Are you talking about in your fridge or in the world? Okay, I was uh, I was at a servo and I saw that this servo was stocked up on milk, right? And it suddenly occurred to me, how many servos are there in suburbs and cities around the country? Right, we've been talking thousands. Yeah. Tens of, if you include supermarkets, servos, convenience stores, tens of thousands around the country and all of them have at any one time maybe 20, 30, 40, 50 bottles of milk. Mm. That's a lot of cows. Exactly. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a little bit sceptical because I was wondering, right? I was wondering. I don't think, like, well, how much milk would one cow produce? A bottle? <laughs> Do you reckon? No, more than that. Okay. One cow would produce more than a two-liter bottle. Yes. You reckon? Yes. Okay. Well, that makes more sense. <laughs> I was just looking at it and I'm like, that the, the cow to milk ratio seems a bit off here. Right. Based on what your assumption that one cow <laughs> equals one bottle. Yeah. I didn't do much research on that. So I guess I was Googling, <laughs> I guess I was Googling to find out, you know, how can there be this much milk in the world? In the country. Let alone... And how did world, you find out that? In the in the country. Oh, uh, well, it turns out there's there's many more cows than I first thought in the yeah, country. That I think was, so. Like, do you know, like, there's a lot of cows. Like, yes. Like, tens of thousands, maybe more. <laughs> I mean, like... In what, a, in the world? No, in Australia. Like, in Australia, there would be maybe 100,000 cows. <laughs> You're just making up numbers. <laughs> I've only seen, like, like 20, right? <laughs> like, what, you thought those were the only cows? <laughs> No. Jeez, they're doing a good they're doing a good output. Were you driving past them every day yelling out the window? Love your work, guys! Keep it up! This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Dom, I think I have found proof that the six o'clock news should not go for an hour. Right. You'll know a few years ago they switched from half an hour to an hour. Mm. Um, but the news hasn't doubled. No. They've it, just decided to do double the amount of news. I think it was uh, around the same time that today, tonight, uh, in some areas started dwindling. They decided, you know what, we'll keep it in some areas. In other areas, we're going to go the full hour of news. And the, shame, the the sad thing is that maybe half an hour of news that previously would have been cut from the news bulletin is now making it in. I think they're stretching, Dom. I was yep. watching at six o'clock tonight. <laughs> yep. This is what I heard in the weather report. Well, now onto the weather here. And tiny winter is on our doorstep. What can we expect? Well, Sharon, let's jump straight into the Bureau's three-month forecasts for winter. <laughs> the three-month forecast! Are you kidding me? How about we get the three-day one right first? <laughs> they used to do... I mean, I've known of a seven-day forecast. I might tell you what's coming up this week. But even then, even when they're talking seven days into the future, yeah. it's a bit much. They're just guessing seven days. Three <laughs> months! I don't need to know what temperature is going to be on the 15th but, of August. But also, it's like it's going into winter. <laughs> it's going to be cold. <laughs> Like, everybody knows that. I don't even understand if they were accurate. <laughs> yes. 
How would that help you? Because I know my wife, yeah. Sarah, she like looks at the weather every night. Mm. So the next day she knows to wear, you know, weather appropriate clothing. Right. But is anyone planning their clothes out? <laughs> no one's looking up and going like, I need to organize what I need to wear for August 8th. You know what you should do? You should have taken note of his three month forecast and just kept a scorecard over the next three months. That's not a bad just idea. See, we should school weathermen in general. Oh, that's a great idea. Let's and if get... they're performing well, they <laughs> yes. get a pay rise. And if they're not, well, they get replaced, like sports stars. Because they have been unaccountable for so long. They say it's going to be 22 degrees next week. Who's listening? Who cares, right? We need to keep them accountable and make sure that but, they're not lying to us. Then you can be like, you know, this guy's on fire. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? You can create some buzz around him. He's yes. got a three-month streak listen to of the cha- 100% right. Uh, uh, listen to the Channel 9 with him, and he's in golden touch at the moment. I like, reckon let's do uh, that. Um, the betting agencies would get on it as well. <laughs> you would have odds on different weathermen. <laughs> We've discovered something. Let's do it. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Zach, over the weekend, I found out uh, for sure that I'm not a cultured person. Right. I knew that for a long time. (laughs) Right. Oh, you do like cultured foods, but literally. (laughs) Not like fine dining. No. like I'm talking about dairy that's been cultured. Yes, no, I I, I do like my dairy. Um, Well, no. So I went to an art gallery uh, because my parents wanted to see an exhibition and they kind of said, do you want to join us? And I thought, why not? We've got nothing on. I'll go to the art gallery with my parents. Mm. Um, And I don't know. Have you been to art galleries much before? Yeah. Right? See, I, I feel like a fish out of water when I'm at an art gallery. Because I'm looking around and I don't really understand how this stuff's art. Sometimes it'll say this was bought for, you know, $200,000 from yep. some museum overseas. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't see how that's true. I could make that. No, you couldn't. <laughs> well, it just looks like you put some stuff I understand together. what you mean. I mean, some yeah. of the abstract stuff. Yeah, this is what I mean. It, it is hard to tell what's what. Uh, look, I'm not going at, you know, uh, Da Vinci here. I'm no. going at, at some of the, the more abstract stuff, right? And that was the case in the, the entrance of this art museum. So as I was waiting to go in, I was just wandering around having a look at the exhibitions I had out the front in the lobby. And first was like this dog made out of sticks, right? So it was like a, the shape of a dog made out of sticks. And there was this like elderly couple yeah. next to me. And the guy had like a scarf on, looked very arty. And he was like, just stunning, isn't it, to his wife? And I was like, isn't it? It's just a dog made out of sticks, right? right. Moved on to the second piece, right? Because I'm just, I'm not getting it at this stage. The second piece was like spheres stacked on top of each other. Yeah. Like round spheres, obviously round spheres, <laughs> like metal spheres stacked on top. And I was like, that just looks like you put some balls together. Like that makes no sense at all, right? But again, has a plaque saying this piece was donated by this museum. Yep. I just, I wasn't enjoying the It didn't go- do anything for you. No. It wasn't making you feel anything. That's what my art's meant to do. Well, it was making me feel confused. Okay. Maybe that was the idea. <laughs> That's a, that's a very fair point, right? And I was just I just kept making my way around the lobby, right? And then I went up to the third exhibition. There was like a fountain, right? And I was like, well, what is going <laughs> on? Up. No, it was like a, it was like quite a made out of stone like fountain <laughs> thing. And there's this guy who came up and stood next to me there, and I turned to him, right? And I said, can you believe they consider this stuff art, right? Because I was like, he seemed a bit confused as well. So I was like, can you believe this stuff's art? And he says, it's not. Moose forward, and it was a drinking fountain. <laughs> and he had a drink out of it. A stranger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you do that? Did you actually say that to him? He was standing next to me and I just said, you know, I can't believe this stuff's up. Because he was like looking at me and he's he's in like, there was a suggestive look of this stuff's place is a bit ridiculous. So I thought I'll play along. Like, you know, how how can this stuff be considered art? He said, oh, this one isn't. And when it had a drink from it. (laughs) So I think that's pretty concrete evidence that I'm not, uh, I'm not artistic and I'm not cultured. But ironically, that was the art piece you enjoyed the most. (laughs) Did you go up and get a uh, a drink afterwards? Of course I had a drink from it. It was chilled water too. And I like a chilled fountain. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. 
It's the game anyone in a car can play. Mm. 131060. We think by asking you three questions, we can guess where you are driving home from. And a lot uh, rides on this sack. It's been nearly two months since our last win, so we need just one point tonight, and I'm happy. I just want one point. I don't care about three. A glimmer of hope. A glimmer of hope. It'll be our first time in so long. Our first contestant is Lauren in Melbourne. Uh, Lauren, where you've been, how many people were there? Oh, uh, probably about uh, 60 people. 60 people. people. All right. Interesting medium-sized event. Small to medium. Lauren, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much did you enjoy being there? Uh, Probably about an 8 or a 9. Oh, very enjoyable. Okay, interesting. Uh, Lauren, how much did it cost to go there? Uh, $10. $10. Okay, oh, 60 people, no 10 bucks. Well, I'm thinking it's a small gig. Uh, 10 bucks for small gig, 60 people, that makes sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. Small band playing a gig. Because originally I was thinking State of Origin, but oh, not no. in Melbourne. I'm changing my mind. <laughs> trivia night. I reckon there's been a trivia night. 10 buck entry, mm-hmm. 60 people, maybe they're going well, 8 or 9. I like it, Dom. Trivia night. Lauren, have you been at a trivia night? Sorry, I've been at a netball tournament. <laughs> All right, well. How'd you go, Lauren? Did you get the win? Did you get the win, Lauren? Pardon? How did you go? Uh, no, we lost by one point. Okay. okay right. That's probably Which the is what night. we just did as well. <laughs> uh, Chris in Melbourne, contestant number two. Chris, Zach's got the first question for you. Chris, yeah. how long did it take you to get ready to go to this place? Oh, two minutes. Two, two minutes. Jeez, all right. Um, Chris, did you have to leave when you did or could you have stayed later? I was running. Oh, yes, we did have to leave when we did, yeah. Okay, so there's a closing time, I would imagine. Closing time. Took two minutes to get ready. There's a closing time. You got the last question, Zach? Chris, is there a lift in this building? I don't know. Hmm. Well, is it multi story? Uh, no. No, <laughs> single story. story. Okay, so you had to leave when they did two minutes to get ready. I'm thinking Chris might have been, and back me here, Zach, at a 10-pin bowling alley. A 10-pin bowling well, alley. Well, because I reckon maybe they shut at 11. Chris has been out bowling with the friends. They've had a great time, and they're just leaving the alley now because it shut at 11. They had to get out. Here's my question, though. You yes. have to put on socks to go to a 10-pin bowling alley. You do? Would that take more than two minutes? Because uh, if it was somewhere where he could go in thongs, yeah. I would think that he could get ready for two minutes. You add socks to that equation, you're going 2.15, 2.30, easy. Oof. You know what? As much as you think you might be right, I'm going over your head. I'm going to say 10-pin bowling alley. Okay, Dom. Have you been bowling, Chris? No, I have not. Oh, come on, where were you? We went to the movies. Oh, oh that was so achievable, Dom. That, that, we should have got... What did you see, Chris? Uh, snatched with Amy Schumer. <laughs> Okay. I had to so. ask uh, <laughs> your partner there. That's fine. You had to go phone a friend Obviously on that didn't have a great impact on you. <laughs> All right, Zach, we got one last chance for a point this week. A lot rides on this. Adele in Melbourne. I got the first question for you, Adele. What was the temperature where you've been? Um, currently nine degrees. Nine, nine degrees. degrees. At yeah. the place you were? Uh, probably it was about... A nice 20 degrees where we were. Indoors. Indoors. I'm thinking thinking up indoors vibes. Zach, you a question too? Adele, when will you go there next? Um, Probably in another week's time, two weeks' time. Okay. It's a weekly type event. Uh, Two weeks. Or two weeks. Um, We very rarely go there, though. uh, How often? Once a year? (laughs) Uh, no, I would probably say a, a handful of times. Uh, handful of times, yeah. Adele, how much money did you spend there? Um, probably about forty dollars. 
Oh, Zach, my gut feels telling me it's a restaurant or a cafe or something. Again, this, I would 100% yeah. say State of Origin if she wasn't in Melbourne. I know. That's what's throwing it off. Maybe the casino. Would you only spend 40 bucks at the casino? You get there every now and then, spend 40 But why is she no. going back in two weeks? Well, oh, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> exactly not the casino. <laughs> How did Adele get into our... Uh, <laughs> Our private conferencing room. Come on, Adele. I hadn't asked you yet if I was, wasn't, wasn't locking anything in. Uh, why would she go back? Everything I can think of. Yes. Circus. Yeah. Movies. Mm. Why, well, I guess you could go back to the movies. Uh, no. Do you want to go circus, Dom, and just go with circus, that? Circus, I reckon, uh, you know what? Why not? Adele, have you been at the circus? <laughs> no, but you were very close on one of your answers. What was it? Something to do with State of Origin. It was, Dom! Oh, where were you? I was at a friend's house and we were having pizza and, and uh, drinks for the state of origin. Right. Were you going for Queensland or New South Wales, Adele? Queensland, of course. All right, so it's a bad night for you. It's a bad <laughs> night for us. Everyone's lost tonight is essentially how this game's ended. Why can't we get any? I felt like that, that was just when we started playing this game. We got oh, them every week. We, we were going really well at the start of the year. We are in awful form. Mm. We need Laurie Daly to come and coach us. Yep. He's had my else coach, and we'll turn it around in three weeks' time. <laughs> right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Dom, I've had a reality check on how I watch football. Mm. And uh, saying that I should be super used to saying in my life, my wife was right. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, so I imagine this surrounds uh, Rugby League. You're a big Rugby League fan. That's right, Dom. When you put radio shows together, yes. you've got to make each member represent different parts <laughs> of different interests. You're oh, the AFL guy. I am the AFL guy. Go the Brisbane Lions. I'm the Rugby League guy, right? And like mm. tonight, State of Origin, we get three Christmases a year, Yep. and tonight was one of them. <laughs> and my wife has said for a long time, you really get into the game like more than you might realise. Because mm. I think I just watch it like anyone does on the couch. Right, okay. But I feel like it might be a little bit of a werewolf situation. You know where they wake <laughs> up the next day, you know, under a tree, and they're like, oh... <laughs> I can't remember what happened last night. You know, right. I don't remember what happens during the game. Mm. And she'll say, like, yeah, you were running around the room fist pumping. <laughs> or, like, you know, you were... Like, I, I like, find myself down the back of the room sometimes, like, you know, fidgeting. <laughs> you know, just like... How did I get here? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I've watched football with you before, a rugby league game. And it was... It wasn't State of Origin, so this is on a lower level even. Yeah. And even in that game, um, when you were supporting the Broncos, you were getting quite into it. You were yelling out at the players. Yeah. You abused one of the referees' did calls I? at one stage. Yeah. Okay, see, I don't remember that. <laughs> Okay. This is the thing. Sure. She always says, like, you really get into it. It's yeah. not a negative thing. She's just saying, like, you know that, like, it really takes over you, right? And, and, and I'm like, no, no, it doesn't. It's fine. So your wife's not a big sports fan? Oh, no, much. she watches it. She likes it. But yeah. uh, she watches it in moderation, <laughs> right. as you might say. <laughs> okay, right. So she's like a werewolf. But the full moon doesn't have an effect yeah. on her. She's fine. But I tonight, um, I have got, like, just concrete proof, right? <laughs> We're watching at my mother-in-law's house. Right. And she has a dog, which I love. It's a little staffy, mm. right? Not really scared by much. Sure. My mother-in-law said to me, did you know every time you watch State of Origin here, the dog goes into the furthest room in the house and hides in the cupboard? Because obviously the dog doesn't know it's a football game and they think that I'm really... Oh, upset or something. Is this Scout? Yeah. I've met Scout. Scout is not scared. Scout will come up to strangers. Scout yeah. is just the happiest, most energetic dog. You're scaring Scout. Yeah. And so oh I, I don't gosh. know what she thinks is happening, <laughs> but she obviously thinks there's a conflict. And you know the only other time, right? Yes. Yeah. The dogs do this another time, and that's when a storm's coming. <laughs> do you know how they can tell? Yes. Like they, know, they go hide in a cupboard if there's a storm coming. So yeah, it's either yeah. a storm coming <laughs> yeah. or me watching State of Origin. The only two things that bug them. This is Collective Noun with Zach.
Zach and Dom. This is Collective Nouns Out of Context News. Making Out of Context News tonight, Seal spoke about making good music. I mean, I do it myself, you know, uh, on occasion. In fact, not, not as often as I used to. Also, Donald Trump wants to fire the Queensland State of Origin team. And that's always where I said I was going to start. I was going to start with these bad players, and they are bad. And Kanye West was asked what he thinks State of Origin is. It's like a bouncing ball in a room of two cats or something. And let them, like, literally fight over the bouncing ball. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. If you've listened to the show before, you know that each week we ask, beg, nay, plead for five-star reviews on the iTunes podcast store, a.k.a. the Collective Noun forum, a.k.a. the happiest place on the internet. And look, before you switch off in disgust thinking, I can't afford something like that, yes, you can. All it will cost you is a five-star rating in the iTunes podcast store. Uh, You search for Collective Noun on iTunes. Leave your five-star rating, Zach. That is your ticket admission price in then you can write whatever you want you're free to roam um who is roaming thus day uh today in the forum we have megan join us welcome along megan uh she just wants to know if i confronted the acai bowl place who keep getting upset with me when i order food from other places so this is a story we chatted about a bit on the podcast lately zach mm. i'm a regular at an acai bowl place i'm there every day i remember two thursdays ago you yes. said this weekend <laughs> yeah. i will confront them <laughs> i did well because so just Brief backstory, I go there every day and it's in a shopping complex and sometimes the staff there have seen me with food from other places and last time they got so upset that I got food from a place that wasn't them that they moved me down the uh, the wall of fame of regular customers that I'm on. So They're they ordered, the are they, from first to eighth or whatever? Uh, yes, it's like a position. It's like yep. a leaderboard. I got moved from near the top to the bottom. Right. Which is pretty painful. And you said that you were going to confront them and ask them about it on the weekend. Yes. And we haven't heard how that went. (laughs) Well, because the woman who keeps getting upset with me, uh, her name is Sarah. She apparently went on a holiday to Bali. So she's been in Bali for two weeks. Right. So she disappeared. And you know, funny story. I was chatting to the staff there today. I said, hey, do you know when Sarah gets back? And they said, oh, she came back the other day, but there was a bit of a controversy. She was on Chappelle Corby's flight. She's going to be a bit longer until she gets back to work. And I was like, I didn't ask any more questions, but I was like, I wonder what that could have been. What do you think that could have possibly been? I have no idea. I've got no clue either. Fascinating though, isn't it? I mean. She also mysteriously disappears. (laughs) Comes back on Chappelle Corby's flight. Is she a part of Chappelle's security team? Maybe Chappelle's entourage because no one knows where Chappelle Corby is. Maybe she's off hanging out with Chappelle in a hotel or something. You're rubbing shoulders with the nation's most famous people, Dom. (laughs) I mean, it's that or maybe she had to go back to Bali for some reason or who knows what's happened. But either way, when she's back, I'm intending on confronting her head on about this acai bowl thing. She had to go back to Bali for some reason. I don't know. Maybe she left something there. (laughs) They'd probably send it over, wouldn't they? I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out what could have happened. Sure. You know what I think probably happened? Yeah. Is they don't give out personal details to customers. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, yeah, she'll be back in... uh, an undisclosed amount of time. We're just keeping it very broad and non-specific. You know what? It's probably very fair. So you know, Sarah's probably crouched down behind the counter. <laughs> he won't go away. <laughs> Tell him I'm in Bali. Uh, but look, I, my my commitment is that if this does happen, if Sarah does come back to that shop again, I'll try to have the discussion. I'll report back if anything does happen. Excellent. Um, next up on the forum, Zach, I listened to your podcast. Uh, wants to say they're impressed with your commitment to vegetarianism, uh, declining the popcorn chicken I offered you a few weeks ago on the show, or last week, I think it was. Yep. Uh, but it wants to know how far that vegetarianism commitment would go. Mm. The hypothetical that they've posed Hit is me. If, if you were on death row yes. for your last meal, would you request a vegetarian 
hamburger or would you throw it all in and have a bucket of popcorn chicken? Oh, good question. Because mm. at this stage, right, you know yep. what? You, you, you've lived a good life. Maybe you've had many years. Well, if of... I'm death row, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> have I? Uh, you've lived an okay life yeah. up to that point. Um, maybe you've had vegetarian. So my last meal. Your last meal. You've had vegetarianism the whole time. It's not going to hurt the planet maybe too much to have one last meal. What do you think? It's a good question. I think by that stage, what mm. I think happens is you get acclimatized. Right. You know when runners go to different altitudes, mm. do you know, and then you, it's really hard to run at a high altitude, but then you get used to it. Right. Yeah. I feel like I've had that with vegetarianism. Like I'm very like used to it now. Really? So you, 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 what happens is you get like your palate adjusts. So you're telling me if you're on death row, you're requesting a vegetarian meal as your last meal. Probably. That's ridiculous. At this stage, I mean, I'm happy to leave it open. Maybe I'll change my mind. Well, because if it was my last meal on death row, Zach, I'm a celiac. I can't have gluten. I don't care. That's out the window. Everything from the bakery. Bring it to me. Cream yeah, buns, profiterols, right? Because you know what? The, the I'm not going to have to deal with the ramifications of the gluten's impact on my body. Do you know what I heard today? Yeah. Um, apparently some Parmesan cheese mm. isn't vegetarian. Really? Yep. And some other cheeses as well. They're using like, something that you get out of the stomach. Seriously? Of a cow, I assume. And, um, <laughs> yeah, that goes into the cheese. So does this mean cheese is now on your band list? Uh, no, some cheeses. Right. Okay. And to be honest, looking through the list of cheeses, I don't think I've ever had it before, <laughs> besides Parmesan. Right. I'll have to look into it, mm. but I'm fairly confident your run-of-the-mill cheeses, Parmesan cheese that you get from the supermarket isn't going to have this thing well, in it. Well, see, I reckon don't look into it. You don't just live in naivety. Oh, well, you know what? What? A couple of I've been thinking about. Mm. Chicken salt. Does that have any chicken? That's a good point. It probably, maybe, maybe it does. That's one I've been living in ignorance. Right, because you just I don't, don't want to Google it. Let's Google it now. All right. Uh, we're going to produce a Michael on it. I'm hoping no. Um, we'll get Michael to jump on the microphone over there. It depends. Oh! <laughs> um, what so do you mean? Apparently, so I'm just reading here. Chicken mm. salt, as sold in Australia and New Zealand, generally contains chicken in- chicken extracts. However, some do not contain chicken extracts. Okay. So sure. in general, if you want to be safe, I guess no, but you could probably... But then oh, what do you define difference? as chicken? Like, Then what's seasoning? Just like, you know, just like oh, the man chip of morals, seasoning. The man of morals falls over when it comes to chicken salt on I'm chips. not falling over at all. I'm getting a... <laughs> Classification. Are you telling me so if if clarification if, if it does have chicken in it, you'll stop eating chicken salt? Yes. Okay. What do we got, Michael? What is your what's your summation? Basically, uh, case by case basis. I've already solved it. <laughs> have you? Yeah, I'm buying my own chicken salt. Yeah, good solution. <laughs> and taking it with me. <laughs> oh, you're gonna be that guy who comes with a glad wrap bag. Oh, sorry, a glad bag of chicken salt. No, mate. I'm what? putting it on my belt like a holster. <laughs> I've already thought this through. <laughs> right. So like some superhero, you can pull out your, you know, you get your, your cheese as well. Mm. Your non-vegetarian cheese. Then yep. on your belt, you got your chicken salt. That's a good idea. You got your, your vegetarian cheese and mm. you'll be set to go. I'm going to have to look into each of the big stores mm. salt situation because right. I'm worried about peri-peri salt. <laughs> yep. I'm worried about that. Well, forget, I think I'm safe with grilled. Maybe that's, uh, forget the cheese. Maybe that's what you need. Go to Bunnings, buy a holster, an assault holster, yep. right? You've just got salt in every pocket of your holster. Mm. Um, yeah. You know what? I'm going to have to look into it. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll come back with my findings. <laughs> the other one is gravy. I think that's out. Yeah, I think gravy But I think out. you can get some artificial gravies, like vegetarian oh, gravies. Yeah. But the holster's getting pretty full at this stage. <laughs> it's so. a big holster. <laughs> it's a big holster. It's going to weigh you down <laughs> soon enough. Uh, and look, lastly, our listening to your podcast has gone on to us. Ask me, uh, if I had a last song instead of a last meal, mm. would I choose Piano Man by Billy Joel or one of Michael Bublé's Christmas songs? 
and the uh, <laughs> a very um, well-versed listener <laughs> yes. to know that those would be your two choices. That would be the, if that was, if it was The Voice, those are the two finalists. They make it to, through to the grand final. The Christmas album from Buble and Piano Man, and i got to say it would be the Christmas album. Would it? It would be. I do love Piano Man, but I feel like if I've got to listen to one more song in my life, it's Christmas Baby Please Come Home by Michael Buble. Really? Absolutely it is. Right. Such because It's funny, because if I listen to that song, I might die. <laughs> <laughs> so for you, it gives you life. Right. If that comes on, I'd be like, get the injection now. Bring it in. Uh, this we've got time for on the forum today. Uh, if you do want to be a part of it, we would love to have you on board with any comments, questions, or thoughts. Uh, all you have to do is search for Collecting Out on iTunes, leave a five-star rating, write whatever you want in the review, and we'll read it out next time on the show. This is Collective Now. Zach and Dom. An odd thing's blown up on Twitter the last couple of days, Dom. Mm. Uh, Jamie Foxx, the actor's real name. Yes. Now, you might know a lot of celebrities go by stage names. Mm. Apparently, people didn't know that Jamie Foxx wasn't his real name. Right. Well, I mean, this is obviously Jamie Foxx of Django Unchained, Miami Vice, many um, other movies like that. I, I've always assumed that that was a real name. Really? Yeah, I, I never even questioned it for a minute. Well, this is kind of weird because it's not as if it was a secret. Like, you can just Google this, but his real name is uh, Eric Marlon Bishop. Okay. And someone's tweeted it saying, yo, am I the only one who thought Jamie Foxx's real name was Jamie Foxx? Mm. That tweet has been retweeted 36,000 times. So clearly a lot of people didn't know. And can I just say, if your name is Eric Bishop, that's a pretty cool name. That is a great actor name, oh, Jamie. It's not better than Jamie Fox. That's uh, Eric, very good. Eric Bishop. You probably get some religious movies. That's true. With your last name, Bishop. This is the thing, though, Dom. I think it's a good reason they change their names, because it's quite often yeah. to a more... Hollywood, right? more yeah. like star name. Well, Fox with two X's. Exactly. I, mean, I mean, how can you beat that? But if you take that name away mm. and you refer to celebrities by their birth names, <laughs> I want to know if you could still pick that they're a celebrity. Okay. So the game I've invented, Dom, yep. is called Average Joe <laughs> or Celebrity Joe. <laughs> right, okay. Now, these are all people with Joe in their name. <laughs> and you got to tell me if right. it's a celebrity's real name okay. or an average Joe. So this could just be a random Joe you've found online, made up, mm-hmm. or it's an actual celebrity. Our first one, Dom, is someone named Clifford Joseph <laughs> Harris Jr. Oh, that's a long name. And the fact it's got a junior as well makes me think, like, junior sounds very American. Average Joe or Celebrity Joe? I'm going to say that's uh, Celebrity Joe. Correct! Come on. That is T.I. T.I.? Maybe you can go wherever you like. I said you can go wherever you like. Can you just back announce that like it's on the radio there? Why? Like, is him with his real name? Clifford Joseph Harris Jr. (laughs) You know, I can kind of see why T.I. went with T.I. That's a long name to, to do off the one back of a song. One I'm impressed. I didn't think you'd get that. Our Come next on. one. Yep. Is this an average Joe or a celebrity Joe? <laughs> yep. Joe Carlin. Joe Carlin. Ugh. See, Joe Carlin sounds like uh, maybe the guy who runs a local news agency. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can see him being an average Joe. But also, if you're born with the name Joe Carlin and you become a star, maybe you do need something more Hollywood. So, I don't know. I'm going to go average Joe. Correct, Dom. Come Joe on. Carlin is a plumber from Indiana. I <laughs> uh, just looked him up on Facebook. So if he's a uh, Google alert, start going off. <laughs> Everyone You're go getting out. mentioned on Australian radio show. Go shows. and add Joe Carlin on Facebook, the plumber, and maybe you can get some I can't business out of this. Two from two, Dom. I'm going You're really going well. This. You can spot celebrities' real names. Uh, look, when it comes to Joe, that's my domain. I'm good with Joes. Our last one is Joanna Noel Bladgden. 
Bladston? Bladston. Bladston. Celebrity Joe. That's Jojo Dom. Jojo? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, come on! Three from three celebrity Joes. Well done! I'm really impressed with that. I've gone in that game. I'm impressed as well. I reckon they should just, you know, you could forget having bouncers who can do IDs. I can just tell whether it's a celebrity or a fake name. I'm really good at this. However, yeah. you have no idea who JoJo is, do you? Uh, no. I have you ever heard that song before? <laughs> I have not heard that song. I'll be totally honest. You said JoJo, and I'm like, is that the celebrity or the average one? <laughs> Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Zach, I was uh, walking uh, through like a, a mall today and there was a busker performing. And when I heard what he was performing, I had to kind of double back to make sure I heard correctly. It kind of surprised me. Okay. Were you surprised in the way that you might turn your chair around on the voice <laughs> or was it a negative surprise? If I was on the voice, I would turn my chair around for this just out of intrigue. Like, okay. am I hearing that what I think I'm hearing? So what, what's some usual fare for a busker, right? What are the Pop songs, rock songs? I would think at the moment, Ed Sheeran, right? If you're yeah. a guy with an acoustic guitar, Ed Sheeran would be what you'd be all over. Castle on the Hill, things like that, right? Yeah. So this is what it was. It was a young guy with a guitar singing emotionally, singing kind of heartfelt, uh, slowed down songs, romantic songs. Yeah. And But I, I recognized the lyrics he was singing, and I quickly put it together and realized he was doing a slowed down emotional cover of this. <laughs> Is this a pitbull? Pitbull. <laughs> Pitbulls don't stop the party. He turned it into an emotional, slow, sad song. That's a cool idea. I <laughs> love that. Yeah. I don't know if you can do an art redemption project on Pitbull. What, like... you don't think Pitbull's so good you can't make it better? Don't <laughs> touch the classics. Hands off. No, my, my point's just like, like, sure, there's some pop songs that have some great lyrics that if you slow them down, they're emotional. He's just singing Don't Stop the Party over and over again. I don't think Pitbull's got any depth to those lyrics. Just... But that's what he's doing. He's adding depth. <laughs> oh, so you're, you'd like to see an, uh, an album of slow, emotional Pitbull covers. Definitely. <laughs> Start with Timber. Don't stop the party. <laughs> it's about all of his back catalogue, I know. Uh, that is what we've got time for on the show tonight. If you do want to hear the full show back, search for Collector Down on iTunes. You can download it there. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow night at 11. Bye. That's all from Collective Noun. Grab podcasts and videos online on Facebook at Collective Noun Comedy.